This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, that's the uh, 1976. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> no, which is all good. But listen, we got, there's a reason why we're going old school today. And you'll see, Aaron, because this is talking about old school football chants, old school football records, old school football is what we're going to talk about a little yes. bit later. But, you know, but before we talk about that, we're going to talk about Saturday because we played Hull City. And big, big win. The Tigers were not being mauled. They'll be stung. They were being stung by the bees. Let's welcome on uh, Billy the Bee, uh, Robin Hood and Dan. Surprisingly, I mean, this is this is possibly the worst one you've thought of. Dan the Man Man. <laughs> man is my surname. I just I want know. to add that. Yeah. Well, but- so shouldn't it just be... Dan Man or Dan the Man or I've been called a lot wasn't worse. That the name of a Nissan dealership back in the <laughs> yes, Marley. yes on the A one on the A one Dan Dan the Nissan. Man. That's the one. Was that you? Yeah, no, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. fair play. <laughs> yeah. To be to be fair, we've we've had Matt the Allard Allard as well, yeah. so it kind of follows a pattern. Hashtag bring back liberal Nick. No, Why isn't well, it called? Oh no, no, let's not bring back liberal Nick. Why <laughs> liberal Nick's a great guy. Why isn't it called Mallard? I think Mallard would be a better name. But anyway, anyway, moving on from nicknames, we're going to be talking uh, Hull City uh, being stung by the bees. Uh, not born by the lions. Not born by the lions at all, were they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's ripped from the Frosties ad. Oh dear. Back in back in '85. <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not in control of the sound effects. Just letting off Comno this evening. It's our producer pads outside and Billy the Bee. Uh, yeah, we're talking. Uh, old school football chants and uh, some, I really like that that's a great topic of conversation nice one uh, Bill anything else? Um, I'll tell you something as well like I said to you we're talking about Hull City you know we're going back to that Hull City we're talking about you know side Ben Rama the key player you know we'll be uh, also uh, previewing tomorrow's match as well won't we with Robin we will indeed yeah uh, tomorrow uh, we're playing Wednesday on the Tuesday and who are we, who are we chatting to? Uh, we, are to we are talking to Blaine Fruit Pie Merrick Ah, uh, the fruit pie. The fruit pie. The fruit pie. Fruit pie sausage roll. Come on, Wednesday. Don't Give take any points off us. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's right. So, tell you something as well. As Brentford fans, we're very, very happy about this weekend. Because, you know, like when you go into... Uh, so you go into the the room, you've got the old slot machines, and you press the button, one, two, three, bing, and the jackpot comes up. And it was a jackpot weekend this weekend because you had Brentford win, you had QPR lose, you had Fulham lose, and you had Chelsea lose. So, bing, bong... West London jackpot, wasn't it? A lot, lot of people came in this weekend as well. <laughs> is, is that they the did indeed? Is yeah. that, are we the kings of West London then? Is that the equivalent of the postcode lottery? Possibly, actually. <laughs> winning the postcode lottery rather than the Euro Millions, you won the postcode lottery. Well, it's great. Got, we've, got Vegas, we've got Vegas in our sponsors, so exactly. our numbers come up. I exactly. Mean, it's brilliant. Still won. Still won. Yeah, exactly. Is it, it was a big, big win uh, for the Bees out of the weekend. Uh, well, I mean, first and foremost, I'm not going to say what did you make of it because it was class. I mean, it was it was a very it's a very good game. You know, obviously we went behind under uh, well we went behind first of all as we as we have done sort of fairly recently, but we reacted slightly different to it. But you know, what we thought we'd do is I mean we talk about this game a little bit later, but I mean to get the real vibe of this game, 
the best thing to do is to speak to the fans or listen to what the fans had to say after the, you know, after the game. In the pub, on the terraces, the whole fans, the Brentford fans, it was actually brilliant. Listen to what they had to say after the game. Fantastic going forward throughout the game. First 20 minutes, we were letting them out just a bit. Um, I don't know what that was about. Uh, but once we started going forward, once we started taking the game to them, we were a lot better. Shia Ben Rama is absolutely magic, and uh, we played really well. Yeah, it was good, mate. We've got to do what we do best when we attack. We're virtually unstoppable with those players. You know, people popping and out. They've got so many people coming at them. Even the silver when he comes on. Watkins didn't do much, but when he got it, he still showed another one going around. It's just too many. We've got to play attacking football in the other team's half and let them worry about us. You know, the first half we sat back a bit again and you know, we were more worried about them getting their half, get our ball players on the ball, and we finished him like that. You know, we are literally unstoppable this league. So let's see where we go in the rest of the season. Let's start by beating um, whoever we're playing next Saturday. Yeah, 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 indeed. I that. do know, I do know. Yeah, keep, um, yeah, you know, keep and it off. And then yeah. see where we get to by the end of the season. I, I, did, I never lost faith, I must admit. I, they, they were relentless, but I just had the, I always had the feeling that we'd come back and that first goal was just, just stunning from Mococcio and then after that I thought yeah we're gonna we're gonna have this we're gonna do this I wasn't wasn't expecting 5-1 again but you know it was pretty stunning and Ben Rama my god he's just and what can you say about it? Yeah when the, when the front line's firing we're, we're a joy to watch so uh, yeah I thought Hull were very impressive for 25 minutes though yeah Krasicki uh, you know was, he was a menace for the first 25-30 minutes in fact the whole of the first half but didn't get any service second half because he didn't have, we didn't give them the ball back so very happy yeah we're looking decent and then clearly they'd seen the sun come out so they were on the beach they was that was it yeah. your guys were so well organized and you played as a unit we played as a collection of individuals this game was revenge Swansea revenge with the Tigers well it's not fair is it? That's that's, <laughs> we, we, we can't really comment on, on your side all I can say is that we were singing more mulled by the Brentford at the end which you never ever hear from City Ben Rama I was googling him after two minutes long, 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 long before we'd gone in front I was googling because he was tearing us to bits I mean we were getting away with it I was googling who is this kid and um, way too good for this division <laughs> too good I mean uh, great little player I was, I was so impressed with him um, I mean nobody has scored no wonder you score goals, you know, and no wonder your guy Matt Malpick and uh, I mean he must be feeding. He must, he must have got so many assists from this guy. I mean, I've, I've never seen you uh, this season till today, but um, very, very impressed. Yes, we, we did go ahead, but it was it, to me it was only a matter of time before you scored because you could see what was happening down our right, down your left with Adebayo there, and, and uh, you could see and Ben Rama. You could see what was going on. I feel sorry for Nigel Adkins because he's done, he's done. He's, 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 he's done wonders with what he's been given, the tools he's been given. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, we scored. We went ahead. Um, but um, the, way, the way the game, the way I could see the game panning out, it was, it was just so, you know. Marks out of 10, how much would you have given the Brentford team today as a whole fan and doing the manners thing, as we say, drinking in, in our booze? Nine out of 10, yeah. I'm surprised you are where you are in the league. You Two, two games in a row, you've scored five goals at home, right? Twice you've gone behind early in the game. And that shows spirit as well as the flair that you possess. So why are you so low in the league? Yeah, it was a, it was a, a brilliant performance by by one of the most exciting players. And we've seen a lot of exciting players in recent years here. But, but you know, he's right up there as being one of the most exciting players we've seen in, um, in any time at Brentford. I mean, when Ben Rama came in... We we didn't pin everything on him at the beginning of the season. In fact, for the first 10 games, he was sort of a bit in and out and stuff like that. And they were games that we were doing well in. And you sort of think that hopefully, um, you know, that that's the scenario is that his, his replacement is in place before we let him go. Um, ideally, I would like us to start next season with him, obviously. Um, he, he, he's a special, very, very special player. Um, and he's um, he's doing stuff that, you know, there, there aren't many other players in this league doing or even in leagues higher. It was a proper, proper treat today, I'd say. Um, roasting sunshine, feast of goals, and, uh, you know, it was summed up to me like by Peter Gillam today. He was, uh, you know, he was said, you know, wow, he said after Ben Rama's goal, and... Uh, 
um, it, it, and he was right. It was a game that we we did we never wanted to finish today. You know, I just hope first and foremost that we can continue this next Saturday. We need to smash QPR. This is Love Sport. Love Sport. This is Love Sport Radio with B. Sotter looking back at a 5-1 win for Brentford over Hull City at the weekend. Uh, Bill? I mean, I mean, it was a marvellous game. As we said, we heard the fans enthusing. Even the Hull City fans were enthusing. We had a great, a great, great day with the it Hull City beautiful, fans. beautiful, yeah. They were brilliant. Honestly, they were great. Before the match, after the match, they are very much like us as well. Um, as I say, win or lose, we're on the poo. So they were there, and they were um, very, very, very... About Brentford, they, they tipped their hat, and they said, you know, you guys are great. You know, you played very, very well, and hopefully we'll see you up with you next season. But, you know, coming back to the match itself... Let's talk about the match statistics. I mean, we're talking about Brentford, 25 shots to 7 uh, for Hull. 10 shots on target to 3. You know, um, we were talking about 64% to 36% apparently was the percentage. Just giving, just giving an idea of kind of how this game was going. You know, 13 dribbles, 1 to 12. You know, they were tackling harder than they were. You know, had a bit more aerial success than we had. So, you know, so overall you could see kind of how that game had gone. But... We have to remember that part of that was due to the first 20 minutes where I thought actually Hull City looked pretty dangerous and they caused us quite a few problems. And it was one of those moments where, you know, they had a chance quite early on, which I think they didn't score. And we thought, oh, what's going on here? Then they had a second chance and they did score. Both came down our um, our right-hand side, it was. So it was, it was sort of kind of the Dallas card, sort of kind of uh, um, Canos side as well. So it came down that side. They penetrated, came down right to the wing, crossed the ball in, got a header in there. We thought, here we go again. Typical. Gets down the wing. No one, you know, no one challenges him in the middle. And we thought, all sorts of problems there. But it, that seemed to give us a little bit of a kick start. But the thing I'll ask, I'm going to ask the first question is that, is it still a problem? I mean, this this kind of soft underbelly thing, or do you think it was just one of those things? Possibly, I think we will be caught out. We will be caught out by you know the Leeds United type teams who can you know uh, have got that better, maybe that better caliber of player. You know, but I think we need to really watch ourselves and be careful that we don't find ourselves. You know, luckily against Hull, we were only one nil down. We could claw our way back, but you know, if we're two nil down in twenty minutes or three nil down, you know, then then it becomes a problem. I think if we're talking uh, from sort of the December run, where, uh, November December run, where we were playing poorly, we would have shipped two or three goals that um, that in that period because we were obviously so adept at uh, conceding so many goals in such a short period of time. But I think it shows the fact that we the fact that we recovered so quickly from it. We steadied what was some incredible pressure from Hull. You know, they really hassled us, really harried us right from the off. Um, and I think no, I'm not too worried about it. To be honest, I think we've got to look at it as well. Over the past ten games, Hull have been. I think they're seventh in the form table. Yeah. You know, they, they've had a remarkable turnaround from where they were at the start of the season. They were horrendous mm. at the start of the season. Um, so you've got to give them credit for that. But, but you know, they're, they're, they're not exactly going to be an easy team to, to, to face. And, and obviously it proved with the first goal. Yeah, well, go on. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of just adding on to that. I think one of the great things about that game was we didn't panic. You know, we weren't 1-0 down. We weren't playing particularly well in the first 20, 10, 20 minutes. But we... We, we we didn't panic and we didn't you know we did the we did the right things and we managed to you know claw our way back and we won the game so yeah I mean throw again throwing a little bit of stats into the pot and it's always good to throw it into the pot just to see you know how we're doing you know you don't necessarily take it all as gospel but just giving up give a little bit of vibe so in this game here uh brentford for t- 2.14 on the xg rating compared to hull which was 0.74 like you said to you one to 1.5 is pretty good over that you know you're doing a lot better so 2.14 we were sort of creating some good chances in that position to 0.74 so i thought we'd compare that to the last time we won 5-1 at home this season which was rotherham um for that rotherham game we were actually 2.43 so we actually were better and creating chances in front of goal and Rotherham 0.77 so they're quite similar to Hull but the difference between that game is I never thought Rotherham at any point in that game when we played them at the beginning of the season caused us any problems and I actually didn't even know they scored in the, like the 92nd minute or anything like that so that's interesting how Hull had the 20 minute period but they were deemed as sort of kind of creating similar chances to Rotherham as they did you know from an XG level on that and then also comparing it to one of the games which were best this season you know when we played Wigan where we beat them 2-0 our XG was 3.07 and again Wigan were 0.74 so they were roughly the same as Hull I don't remember Wigan com- make doing anything in that game at all and it's interesting because we were much much better creating chances like that 
but we only scored two goals. So I don't know whether or not we're getting better at at scoring goals or whether or not this was just one opportunity where we just everything just went right in one day. I think it all clicked. I think, you know, that, that front three that we've got at the moment are just clicking. And, you know, I think when when they all get together and when they click, they're so dangerous. And, you know, it's it's so beautiful to watch when they go forward, you know. Um, yeah. I'd argue it's, it's it's almost unfair to compare the two things. Um, so back against Rotherham and against um, at the start of the season, we had far uh, we had a different manager. We had a different system. Uh, we had players like Meppen, who was a a, um, a mainstay in the defence, and we had players like Judge and Nico in and around the starting eleven. So they're almost different Woods. teams. Yeah. Woods, did, Woods at that point, didn't we? Uh, I don't think Woods was playing at that point. But we we, we, oh, we just we, my bad. yeah. But we, we, we it's, it's it's two different teams. And uh, what's interesting is I'd rather win five one from coming from a goal down than conceding. In the last minute because it puts a bit of a downer on everything but with the sun setting over Gri- over griffin park ben rama walking off to a standing ovation following a hat-trick oh it's beautiful he's getting a bit romantic now can you look at looking in my eyes he's i must the, be absolutely dreaming he's got the rose out he's got the he's got the wine and everything like that you know so i'm um, just because oh, so you talked about ben rama we want to talk about ben rama quickly as well because he was the absolute key man everyone was gushing we were gushing about him the whole fans were gushing about him ben rama just give us a little bit of a vibe because we've talked about him and said oh he's all really brilliant but um uh, robin hood you've got a little bit more sort of background on on Saeed ben rama don't you well it's interesting i sort of l- looked into him because he's a player that's uh, we've only really known since he came to the club as as with as is the case with a lot of our signings um he moved from um algeria to france when he was just 11 years old with his family um he's an algerian magician apparently according to thomas frank according to peter gillam as well <laughs> did you hear him when he was announcing oh, we'll get on to that but um yeah he, um he's 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 so he, yeah so he moved to um france at the age of 11 he played uh, only 17 times for nice in the first team but um the season before we got him he was on loan to a french third division side called chateau where he played 31 games and, and got nine goals um but like if, if you look at him compared to some of our should we say midfield talisman those players that create goals and that really sort of get the crowd going he's already con- he's already contributed um five goals more than jota did in his opening season at the club within the playoff campaign um and if he continues on in this vein of form he's going to be uh, arguably outperforming jota and on in line with judge in the 2015 2016 season Season when he was absolutely phenomenal, and I just and I just think for a player that didn't wasn't really in that starting eleven, wasn't really given that main berth um, at the start of the season, first eight games he was in and out, he was playing in the cup. I think that's an incredible stat. I you know, and, and just to kind of go on to that point, you know, we lost a lot of we've lost a lot of big players over the last you know since the beginning of the season. You know, as you kind of said, forget lost. that. Go back a year, Las Viva. But what mm. I'm saying is that we're, we're we're we 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 still we're almost we're playing better without those. Inverted weird, commas, big it? players that we've lost. You know, we lost Judge, we lost Nico, we lost Mepham. You know, big players for our clubs. You know, and the fact that we've got these players almost in the reserve that we can bring in, it it, it shows you what what Brentford are doing is really great and it's really good. And there's always a a plan behind. If we lose a player, we can promote a player within who is actually arguably better than the player that they're replacing. Exactly. I th- I'm, what, what what I think I think there needs to be a special sort of shout out to Neil Malpay in relation to uh, Ben Rama's form. I think if you look at the statistics, they've got 51. They've contributed together 51 goals this season. That's amazing. I mean, that's, that's amazing, unbelievable. You know, what I'm saying so. 50. I mean, 51 goals. 51 goals. So 51 goals. 30 goals and 21 assists between the two of them. If you look at, um, we mentioned Jota earlier on in the. Uh, the uh, earlier on with Andre Gray that season where we got to the playoffs uh, between Jota and Gray they assisted 37 goals they they contributed 37 goals and between Alex Pritchard and Andre Gray who was on loan with us that season they contributed 42 goals uh, between Jota, Pritchard and Gray all together combined 56 goals Malpay and Saeed on their own are on 51 that's astonishing which is and, and again I think you have to I look back in it, and I was thinking about this when I got about three o'clock this morning when I didn't sleep. <laughs> when you messaged us saying, "This is what we're doing tonight, boys," <laughs> <laughs> on the show. But no, but the thing about it is that what you think about it is that you think about the period that we had in particular. You know, even forget the, the Dean Smith period when we had a sort of a, a kind of we didn't win that. But when you had the Thomas Frank period where we didn't win about eight or nine of those games, if we'd only even out of those eight or nine that we we lost, if we'd only sort of maybe drew two and won one we would be properly within sort of kind of reach of the playoffs at the moment now and they make so much of a difference and the fact is that it is really fine margins between losing and drawing those games and especially when you see the football that we're playing and also some of the teams that we play um i think that uh, i mean that's the best way of putting this i think we've got a fantastic squad dan i don't know what your opinion on this is but um 
players like Cameron Mococcio, who often go unnoticed. I mean, sides claiming the plaudits for his hat trick. Neil's been claiming plaudits all year. All year. Mococcio's had a hell of a season as well, hasn't he? He uh, Mococcio has had a brilliant season. Scored a goal again, another goal. Um, he's defensive midfielder as, as such, but he scored another goal. And like I said to you. We were moaning earlier on in the season that we weren't getting enough goals coming from the other from other members of the of the team. You know, it's all coming through Malpay. So all of a sudden, Mococcio scored yet another goal. You can see how excited he was scoring the goal. I'm just wondering how important is it that much Mococcio has been brought into the goal scoring frame? Definitely. You know, we you know you can't rely on one player to score. You know, all your goals for the season. The fact now that it seems that we've got one or two players that we can use that can uh, you know score those goals is great you know and it's it's looking good and you know again it goes back to my point earlier you know we, we players are you know players go players get injured but we've got that depth of squad now that maybe we haven't had in the past um that we can rely on those players Makocho to come in and also I just want to say quickly very quickly that you know when we were on that stinking run with uh, Thomas Frank the club didn't panic no one panicked everyone yeah. was very calm mm. And they gave him time and, you know, had had we been in the premiership, he probably would have been sat by now. But, you know, it, it's, it's a good it's a good model for Brentford to show other clubs that, you know, you go on this, you go on a run where you don't win or whatever for 10 games. Just don't panic. Chill you know, out. And chill, chill out. out. Yeah. yeah let's, uh, let's take a pause uh, um, on the back of this. I'm looking forward to this. We're going to be talking about football chance. We will. Yeah. Love sports. Yeah. One of my favourite topics to talk about football songs and uh, delighted to say that. But, uh, Bill, you've come up with quite the dossier on these, and we're going to be starting by talking about how Hull fans sung Mauled by the Tigers at Leeds, which I found one of the most cringeworthy things I've ever seen <laughs> That's in my pretty life. pretty awful. <laughs> Listen, look, look, you've got to hand it to the Hull fans. Look, you know, we're... This is how I put it, right? And 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 probably I'm saying that because I I do like old fans, but they come down there and they like I said we had a great afternoon with them. You know, Bobby was down there, they had Craft, we had the Jeff, you know, and the whole city supporters trust guys. You had Julian, you know, the other, the the the, the, the bone man. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and the old the old Chris as well. You know, we had they're all down there having a good laugh. And what happens is that when you've had a really really bad time. And then you go to Leeds United, who is your rival, okay, and you beat them on their own turf. You just sort of think, what can we do to just really wind them up? Because you know Leeds United will moan at anything. So let's just do the most rubbish chant that we can ever do to actually wind them up. And they did. So like I said to you, the mauled by the Tigers was the chant that they went out there with the old hand moves and everything like that. And obviously that kind of is a little bit of a vibe that build from that where the mauled by the Tigers thing. So they've come down to Brentford. To be fair to the Brentford police warned them, they said, Nah, you can't be doing this more by the Tigers. The nonsense. Brentford police warned them. Oh yeah, they got a police warning. They said, "Nah, you can't be doing." I don't know this. that. Yeah, I think I, can, that. I, can, oh, yeah. I, can I just can I just put on a side note? Go on. Don't you think it's weird how the whole city fans aren't attending home games because they're fighting against their club club's yeah. owners in regards to them being rebranded as the Tigers, yeah. and they're singing a song. Uh, which goes, sorry, how does it go again, Rob? How does it go? Uh, stung by the bees. No, no, no. no, 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 no. How, no. how does the whole one go? It goes more by the tigers. Exactly. Yeah. So the tigers, the tiger. I'm kind of not putting the maths together. That's right. Well, listen, we'll, we'll see anyway. But anyway, look, that's, that's what they did. We thought they'll come down there. We thought they'll do that. But all of a sudden, they flipped it and they were singing a song about being stung by the bees. But listen, I mean, tell you something. We're trying to, you're trying to get him to sing it, trying to get me to sing it. But instead, let's, let's hear exactly what they thought they were going to sing. And what they end up singing instead. But on Saturday, instead of the whole fan singing that, they were singing this. I don't know what was worth Robin Hood doing the the the, the mall by the tigers dance. <laughs> is it a dance or is it just the act? I don't know what you call it. It's 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 a shape that gesticulation. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. gesture. Yeah, but uh, they just it, listen. They gesticulated, but you know, to be fair, they they realised that it was a complete and utter fluff, and they just you know they just did what they had to do. And uh, have you looked on social media? I mean, obviously that went again. I think Bobby took that. Um, she took that video of the whole fans, and she just laughed and said, you know, it's karma. You know, we go to people's places and we give them a bit of a mauling and we take the 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 pee out of them. What are you going to say? But now. 
it's come back to haunt us and then they, they and they had to say it but it just it just made me think it made me think because i thought it isn't the best song in the world hmm. is it the worst football song in the world or have they been worse and i'm sure there have been worse so we decided and we talked amongst ourselves we talked about our chums our buddies you know a little <laughs> whatsapp group you know a few brentford <laughs> fans out there on twitter and on facebook we said tell you something give us some songs out there who you think are probably worse than this mauled by the tigers and stung by the bees and uh, there's a few that we came up with um a few names that you came up with just give us a couple of songs that you well, one one that i remember and i remember being there live for it um it was lincoln city in league two about 2008 2009 that season we got promoted with andy scott um and they had a player playing for them uh, whose first name was linnell uh, and the oh uh, and uh, the um, who I think it is I think it is who you think it is and they started singing Lenel John Lewis his name is a shop uh, <laughs> a a for a for accuracy do, do you know what there was one there's a good one there's a goalkeeper that used to play for Luton yeah um, he now plays for Dagenham Redbridge Elliot Justum but they said you're just a bad Tesco sandwich <laughs> just ham you're just a bad Tesco sandwich it's very good you know the low reaches of the football league you get some real originality you know? Know. Lanell John Lewis his name is a shop a for what accuracy what a name John Lewis I mean we, we were discussing a bit earlier in the pub about um, um, Leo F- um, Fortune West was it Leo Fortune West yeah. uh, no no no, no um, Mark McCammon as well, and he had a <laughs> yeah. chant, and it was, uh, um, and we started. To say, I remember somebody said, "Super, super, super supermarket, supermarket, super, supermarket, supermarket trolley." <laughs> And it was nicknamed the trolley. It was almost at the end; they couldn't think of what to go on with Mark, so they just went supermarket Kit. trolley. It was brilliant, and it was one of those ones which was so bad it actually became good because he became known as the trolley after that. He didn't, I don't think he scored that many goals. But I don't it, think it, he did either. It didn't really matter as well. I mean, have you got any other, ever sort of slightly, well, uh, I, or any good chance that you've I heard? I quite well? like the Sam Saunders one, but we can't really say that on radio. <laughs> so, um, I'm, yeah, apart from that um, one. Do you know what I'm not enjoying is all these sort of other teams ripping off like Liverpool's Ale 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 it really annoys me. Mm. Like, you just hear like a really bad version from like Fleetwood. Actually, the best thing I heard, the, it's not a chant. It's just goal music. It's Fleetwood Town playing the Captain Pugwash theme when they score. It is <laughs> world oh God, class. Really? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like they actually play the Captain Pugwash. Like you know the full on. You know the Captain Pugwash. I can't. I don't. No. Can you get the Captain Pugwash theme if possible? Yeah. We'll pull up the Pugwash theme. But if I don't hear it, I will remember the Pugwash. Of course you know it. But the thing is probably quite similar to QBR playing Pig Bag, but not quite the same because that. That's great on you a little bit as well, though, as well. But to be fair, um, Derby, I say Derby County have got the song, which is, um, but also Sheffield Wednesday, who we will hear tomorrow because we're playing them. And yeah. we're going to be speaking to a Sheffield Wednesday fan a little bit later. They've got the song where, and I have to be very careful so that I don't do any expletives and Ofcom be listening to me. But if, <laughs> but if you don't bounce, if you don't bounce, you're a red, is what um, um, Derby sing. You know, no, it, 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 it was Derby sing. So if you don't bounce, you're a red, and they've got them all bouncing. But Sheffield Wednesday also thing, if you don't. Mm-mm bounce if you don't mm-mm bounce you're you're red you're red again yeah <laughs> yeah um, same I, song isn't it? isn't it red you know sheffield united um, or um, not in the I, mean, I mean i've i've heard a bit uh, sort, of, sort of quite a good one uh, down at wimbledon which talks about their um their social habits and and being a wombles and and we 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 drink champagne we something something you know we've got wombles in our lives i'll tell you something <laughs> we are wombles super we are wombles from it, originally i'm sure that they used to actually sing underground overground wombling free they did yeah. they did it's quite that's quite bad no well, no no not the, the fans of the club <coughs> i don't think they used to uh, I, I think they did. I think they what, did. But b- back in the Wimbledon FC days, I think they did actually. Yeah, but All listen, but there. listen, but just talking about bad songs. I mean, these are quite bad. And like I said, to you a few good ones because we're going to go for a little break. But after we come back after the break, we're going to play a really bad. Can song. we come back with the Captain Pugwash theme, please, buddy? Thank you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> this is Love Sport. This is love sport we started when all the art defied us through passion and dreams we reached new hearts we were marching proudly from and park into the stadium we forced our rivals to make way We're gonna bring it on Can you 
I think I'm traumatised. <laughs> I actually I think don't know what's going on. I'm traumatised. It's alright, Aaron. I've got it on video. It's all good. I mean, genuinely, but I, of our land, they call us the raw oils. I don't think it could Let get any worse. Sing. <laughs> Every man, we stand by the rock. It is the worst. The worst thing oh. is, Bill, I don't know who's worse singing it. You are. I think you. <laughs> I, I, I think you just made it worse. I didn't think it was possible. I, think, I, I, I don't know. Reading. I think you've made the original better. Ah, uh, you know, uh, you know. I wouldn't but go that so, far. So, so this is the Reading song that was actually written or written by the co-chairman who was uh, Ms. Uh, Srivikorn, is it? You know, so she basically owned the... the she, that's she, when the Thai family op- owned, that, owned the club, that's yeah. right, and she actually co-wrote this song, and uh, she was so excited about putting it out, and <laughs> said, I've done, I've worked, uh, I've done some stuff in Southeast Asia in the music industry, and, and, and it's different out there. Um, it's very <laughs> different, and I actually truly do believe that they thought that this was one of the best songs that's ever been made. I mean, I mean Bill, as someone with uh, a background in the music industry, what, what do you reckon? Give us your thoughts on that. If you'd been sent that as a demo <laughs> and said, like, look, we, we need like a label, this is this is a demo of what we do, what would you do? The, the thing about it is that you, you, you'd have to be a little bit diplomatic and, the, and you'd have a little chat with them and then you'd sort of kind of have to highlight the, 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 the you know, the, the strengths and the weaknesses in the song, you know what I'm saying? You what say, are the strengths? Uh, well, to be fair... <laughs> Well, to be fair, even the, question, the strength is that even, it stopped playing. That's even, even, the, even though you hate it, it has got a. It's, it's, it's quite melodic, and it's got a. It's got a good little melody, and you, they might actually think that it's got a quite a hooky little uh, little chorus. The, the the problem with it, it's probably a little bit too complicated. Uh, it's too complicated for you know the average football fan who probably is a little bit simpler. And as a pop record, it's it's not overly catchy, but it's very very melodic. And the Southeast Asians love that melody. They love sort of this kind of harmony. It's all go. We are the one. It's like really, really pop tune. It'd work in Bollywood. Possibly, it might, it might do. But tell you something. What, this is listen. This was just the beginning of it. But this is even gets even better because what they do is that they thought. Tell you something. We need to go gangster here. So we need to just get a rap on it. So what they've done is that they've thrown the rap on there. Go on, pads. This out. Let's celebrate tonight. Our blood is blue, our wings are white. Tell you something, Stormzy has got nothing on my boy there. You know what I'm saying? It was absolutely terrible. World class. You uh, know? I'm glad I'm not a Reading fan. I have to listen to that every week. <laughs> so, I mean, let's be uh, fair, yeah, though. Yeah. The, the, you know, as, as a club, you know, they are quite dry. <laughs> and on a whole, dry atmosphere, dry fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dry everything. Um, it, yeah. It just that's, sums that's Reading a, up, doesn't it, really? That that a, yeah. It's, but, I could write a better song than that and a better thing, tune than that. But this coming back to that, I mean, listen, they let it go, they put a record out, and also you've got to hark back to the, you know, there's some, there were some terrible football records out there, but people used to sing them anyway. I remember I was singing, I was thinking about it as I was coming on the train today, and we had um, uh, yeah, the Tottenham FA Cup song with Ozzy Ardiles as well. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you mean... Uh, Tottenham's got the Wembley Aussies yeah, into the yeah. come on you Spurs that's right do you know what we Spurs. actually we, we actually play a Spurs medley it's a grand old team to play for it's brilliant uh, but, it, but it's not it's actually really bad it's you a grand old team to play for yeah. it's a grand old team to do and if yeah, see, P- Pads is loving it. Pads, we have it. So <laughs> we can't play that. But the thing is that you we didn't get pugwash. We, we've, we've <laughs> Where's pugwash? Yeah. But we've moved. We've moved. I think we've moved forward. See, in my opinion, the be- the best record was released in 1957 by Edric Connor. It's the Manchester United Calypso. It's a proper Calypso tune, and it still it still does bits. That's right. I'm sure. I'm sure it's sure uh, it does. again. And do they play it every week. No, they don't play it every week. No, no. but it's, it's it's brought out on special occasions. Yeah, you know, it's on LP. Yeah, so I mean, so I mean, we talked about the Reading song. Obviously, they've put that to celluloid. They put that to vinyl. They probably put it on twelve inch. You know, what I'm saying Max. They did a video to it as well, which they were so proud I've about. Seen it. It's good. You know, so we're coming back to that as well. And I know that a lot of people that listen to this, they've heard that you know our theme tune has been "Come on, You Brentford," which we recorded about three or four years ago we're with a band. We played live at the Globe, and we you know we put it out there, and you all know that tune. But as you probably heard at the beginning, there was an old school version of that same song and i think that you know let's just have a little little listen to this because the fact is that a lot of people don't know this about this track as well it came out in the 70s um oh no it didn't it came out in the 80s actually it was about 82 83 and there's a lot of rumors going around as to who was actually singing on the song but the rumor is that the 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 lead singer was actually stan bowles 
and oh, uh, really? yeah, I like that. There, there you go so and, and we're trying to sit down there thinking if you if, has it got a sort of stanley vibe to it but listen this is the original come on you brentford you can hear that as well I think that's brilliant. I really it's, like it's good, that. You know, it? I was yeah. actually sent a day uh, Delaney and you the other week. You know the actual remake that we used to the intro yeah, song? Yeah. I really love that song. It's actually a really catchy yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. I think it, Tears it, for Fears has got nothing on that. It's very Arctic. <laughs> no, it's very <laughs> Arctic Monkeys. You know that? It's, yeah. Like, if you listen to it, it's very Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. But it's, it's, this is actually really good. I yeah. quite like it. So this is the original, but you can see you know, the, the, the original sort of Bon Tempe keyboard and all that stuff. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So you can imagine, apparently, like, you know, there's a shed at the bottom of this guy's garden. They all sort of came down there recorded their bits I don't know if Terry Hurlock was in there and probably Chris Cabara but definitely a bit of Stan Bowles like, see know? that was recorded in 1982, 83, 84 something like that see one of, one of my favourites has got to be the, the traditional let them all come down to the den which, uh-huh. was, which was um, done by Roy Green in the 90s but sounds like it was done in the 40s yes you know and the crackle on it and all that you, you can't beat these old school football songs no, they're no. brilliant you really can't hell of a lot better than no, these no, ones no, as we are we are yeah yeah I was, um, th- there's also like I said you just talk about songs that like said you know there's Stoke you know they've got the Delilah it's interesting cause th- th- I think they, were, they did the Delilah originally didn't they um, Stoke City but when you go down there they, they're really really quiet now to be fair to Leeds um, even though they do moan a lot marching on together when they do their marching on together it's, it's proper though, you know to, to be fair but they you know they should be moaning on together rather than marching on together Nottingham Forest Mull of Kintyre yeah well, it's, yeah, yeah and there's um, lo- that loving feeling as well mm-hmm. which they, they were singing a little bit early on because uh, uh, the, the score is they've won beaten Derby 1-0 do you know not? do you know they do you know Derby do a song Steve Bloom was watching do you know that's it was right. written by Robert Lindsay oh that's right he's a big Derby, my family he's a big Derby fan but I can't believe he actually wrote it like he was the dad in my family yeah, wasn't he yeah yeah, yeah that's right he, he was, was in my he family was, was, um, so Robert Omega. Lindsay was actually um, 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 Wolfie Smith which was uh, power to the people mm. as well so uh, which is the original old school but yeah big Derby fan and uh, one of our buddies as well the Steve Bloom is watching is the so Derby the, podcast yeah it's a good podcast yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, every, a lot of people go out to the Jeff Beck group as well. Hi ho, Wolverhampton. That's right. Uh, do you know what I've noticed though? That Wolves have actually cut the intro bit to to to, to hi ho, Silver Liner. Now they used to have like you know, I thought it was called like Fanfare for the Common Man or something like that. Oh, okay. They had that plus hi ho, Silver Liner. They've just cut it out now. The singer was a he's a Wolves fan as well, isn't he? Well, no, they got a DJ now instead. Right. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but who wrote the record? He's a he's a Leeds a Wolves fan. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair I, play. I think. We, we need to take a break. Yes. Um, pads, any chance of pug wash, mate? <laughs> Love Sport. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Time for the opposition view on Love Sport Radio. Delighted on to well, uh, delighted to welcome on a gentleman, um, Blaine Merrick. I believe his name is Fruit Pie. I don't know why I've been told to call you Fruit Pie. But apologies if I've offended <laughs> you. What's the situation with with the pies? Uh, well, that off buddy. A long time ago, I went to Middlesbrough away. I went, started dieting for some random reason, <laughs> and just took a load of fruits. And as football fans do, on the bus on the way up to Middlesbrough, we're like da 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 fruit pie. Okay. <laughs> 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 so we can add that to our <laughs> list of really bad songs, actually. <laughs> yeah, nice one, pal. Nice one. Uh, how's it been going as a Wednesday fan, Steve Bruce at the helm now? Uh, I'm personally, I'm really happy. I think the whole club at the moment seems to be going in the right direction. And a lot of my friends, Wednesday fans, uh, like we're all like, yeah, he might need a bit of time, but he hasn't had the typical come in and win every game for like ten games or whatever. Is but is is working like we've stopped conceding as much, and we've started like playing football, but. but Really positive at the moment. That's all good. Like, Blaine, I know like your previous manager, I, I know a lot of the, the Wednesday week, and I know Tango and all that lot, and I know they were, well, Tango wasn't pulling his hair out because he hasn't got any hair. You're pulling your hair out because uh, you were hoping things are going to be going all right, but you gave him a bit of time, but it really wasn't working out for you. I mean, what exactly was going wrong? I, I, I 
nobody could put the finger on it, I don't think. I think he was just... When, he, when obviously coming into this league, nobody's heard of it. Nobody's heard of him, really. Unless like, you follow the German football. But everybody's saying, oh, he's defensive. He's like, he just will stop conceding goals. And he kind of went opposite. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was very boring football. I remember going to QPR earlier this season and lost 3-0. And I, I sold a ticket on the day to the guy from London. I just turned to him and said, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you've got Adam, I mean, listen, I mean, your team, you've got out there, I mean, you've got some good players. I mean, Forestieri, you know, he, he, he terrorised us a few years back. He seems to be going backwards. I mean, I know he's had a lot of few problems off the pitch, you know, but yeah. Adam, Adam Reach seems to be your, your main man now. So is it a case that if, if Adam Reach ain't playing, then Wednesday ain't playing? Uh, I wouldn't say that, really, because, I think Reach scored his first goal this uh, last weekend against uh, Swansea. His first since Middlesbrough at home, I think it was. So, like, I think he's been played like different positions in that time. But I think, like, for me, I think I say if Bannon ain't playing, then we're in trouble. Hi, it's Robin yeah. here. How you doing, mate? You're right. Yeah, I'm not bad, mate, yourself. Yeah, thanks very much for joining us, buddy. Um, so you've obviously actually, um, I don't know if I should be outing you here, but you've seen Brentford play um, at Griffin Park this season as well. Uh, what did you make of us and what sort of problems, uh, where where do you think we can st- cause you problems uh, tomorrow? Your pace. <laughs> 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 it is scary. It is, I, like, I watched your highlights uh, the other night from your victory this weekend. And it's just, because it's, it, it's just pace and good passing like you don't lose the ball silly you know what I mean mm. and you, <laughs> like you know my feelings on Ben Rama and it, <laughs> <laughs> it's just scary yeah. like if, if you are, if, if we like going back to the other subject with having Josh in charge if you were talking to me now I'd be like you're going to score five easy we're good at that. <laughs> Hi, Blaine. It's Dan. How are you, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Uh, are there any kind of young players that you've got coming up that we should be aware of or, you know, should keep our eye on? Uh, we've got so we, like a couple of the like younger students that's been in the team, like, coming in last season and a few, a few have been good chances this season. Uh, Matt Penny at moments injured. Uh but he's going to be he's going to be like a superstar for us if he just carries on. Whereabouts does he play? What what position he's, is he? He's left back. Okay. But I think all the coaching staff it's like they say it's like speak like he's been a pro for years. He knows the game. He knows when to go forward, he knows when to stay back and he's just very you know like that knowledge of the game. Okay. So he's got a good footballing brain then. Yeah. Yeah. So, so so listen Blaine it's Billy here again mate so listen last game Swansea 3-1 you beat Swansea you know looking at it I mean Swansea were, were <laughs> not being funny but they they passed you off the pitch I mean I don't know if they were just like tip tapping between themselves like you know because they yeah. had 716 passes to, to your 400 and, and 400 is not bad but they had they literally doubled the passes with yours 60% and you still beat them 3-1 so you were obviously much more incisive I mean you know what was it were you a bit lucky that game or was it that you were just all over them? Uh, I think it's just we took us chances, really. Yeah. Uh, watching it, watching it back, and I'm like, if you watch it now, like as a football fan, I hate the long ball, you know. And it looked like we were going into that bit of a system, uh, letting them play in front of us. Just anywhere in there, after can they can keep the ball, but. As soon as they got to close to the halfway line, we're pressing pretty well, actually, and then just knocking it down the wings. But it seemed a bit like a bit hoofbally, but if it works, it works. It works, it works. So, listen, big game tomorrow. Brentford coming up to, to, to Wednesday. I'll be up there tomorrow afternoon. I'll be going out there having a bit of a laugh, meeting me chums, my buddies up there as well. I'm just <laughs> going to say to you, school prediction, mate, because I know that you were scared when you saw what happened last Saturday. Do you think it's going to repeat all over again? Uh, no, I'm going to go... 4-1 Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Why did I know you were going to say that, Pi? Brave, mate. Brave, <laughs> brave, brave. Right. Okay. Only, be, only because you're, drinking. you're getting confident. <laughs> well, uh, best of luck with Cheers, that tomorrow. Best of luck with the diet as well. I hope it 
Cheers, Pike. Thank you very Blaine Fruit Pie Merrick there. Yes. Uh, why does everyone have a nickname? Anyway, uh, back to uh, back to back to the music. Now, let's be the music we just before. We just couldn't. We just <laughs> we just couldn't cut off. We couldn't cut off the music without just talking about just uh, just a couple of other. You know, just thought just a couple of other songs because we've come out the back of there. A couple of the bits and pieces. And I'm just wondering whether or not there are other just a couple of other songs out there which people um, felt that they were that they were feeling. Um, you know, there's originals like you know West Ham. We are flowing, we are blowing bubbles. We got Liverpool. You never walk alone. Um, do you? That's uh, Man United. I tell you something. What other Man United songs? Are, you know, out there. I mean, take me home, United Road. Yeah. What was that song in the mid '90s? You guys did that was played on everywhere you went. It was just. That well, sing up for the champions. I think it was, yeah. yeah. It, was, it had uh, all the it had all the Man United yeah. players in it. Okay. Had, like Schmeichel so, and all no, the well, rest. that that's a funny one. That record, um when I was a kid, my dad who's no longer actually he's no longer with us, used to be driving up the up the M one or the M forty and, and he'd sit there and he'd put the C D on and you'd go, Sing this song and I'd be like Okay, so I'm a kid, and he goes, "If you don't sing this song, I'm turning this car around now. We're not going to football." And he used to make me sing this song. And and funny enough, I actually inherited that car. It's a classic car. And you know, you know, back in the day, but you used to have those CD changers with the magazines in the middle. Brilliant. I managed to get the CD changer out. I managed to get the magazine out, and CD one was what "Sing Up for the Champions" by Mania. And I put it on, and I was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and I actually sung the whole thing. It's it's amazing. Basically, what it was was "Sing Up for the Champions," and then a whole load of you know B grade versions of like the sing. The songs you sing on the terraces, that, the, basically the non-swearing versions, yeah. um, which are absolutely incredible. How they got someone to write this thing is is incredible. But they don't really play that anymore. They play "Take Me Home," United Road, um, and they play they played the the Man United Calypso again on like European nights and stuff. Um, and but they, we've had chants and stuff like you know that that one from Mourinho. Woke up this morning feeling fine. Got Man United on my mind. You know. No, no. Phone and feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one as well. Yeah, that, that yeah. And Ollie's at the wheel. That's you know, cool. obviously, of course, the Stone Roses. And of course, the, the most famous Man United song is Stone Roses. This is the one, which is one of the most incredible songs about Stone Roses, yeah. which is the walkout tune. Yeah. Which is it's a great song. That and the, I mean, the, great and, and the Brentford tune that's going to obviously stand the test of time, which has been with us since I first started supporting them from the seventies, maybe even before then. You know, but definitely through the seventies and through the eighties is Hey Jude, which hey is Jude. interesting where people have now started to incorporate. I've seen that at England Loads games. Loads of clubs yeah, are doing all it. All the clubs are yeah. doing it, but that originally properly was a Brentford tune as well. Um, talking about tunes, I mean, I know you're sort of um, having a laugh at me and, and, and being involved in music and, and tunes that I've worked on. And, uh, I mean, I've worked on some bad records in my time. Honestly, <laughs> I've worked on some terrible... Appreciate the honesty. Some misses, some yeah. Terrible. I was going to play one of the tunes that I worked on, but we haven't got time for that one, which I'm probably quite happy about. Probably we might have done that, that so a, a bit Brentford later. podcast or uh, yeah. <laughs> Billy's uh, record collection. Well, no, it's not even that as well, but, you know, but I'm just saying as well, do you, do you remember Parson Move? It's a Liverpool groove. It was really bad. Awesome move. No. FA Cup record as well. So I said to you, I think it's probably probably one of the very few of the last of the... You know, they had FA Cup records where they said, no more. We're not doing any more FA Cup records. Well, of course, don't forget, Chelsea obviously released, um, you know... Uh, not blue day. It, blue day. No, blue is the colour. Was it was nineteen seventy? Right. Oh, first f- football record I ever. Seventy remember. something. And the funny thing is, they've actually got you know them singing it. So back in the day, you just see like a load of mullet in really bad vision <laughs> singing the fish blue or is the, the colour. Both, you know, <laughs> <laughs> both. They were in a fish shop while they're yeah. doing it, and then they did the 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 other song. Um, yeah, blue day with Suggs um, for for was it ninety ninety seven or something like that. Um, and and you see that, and they they are two FA Cup hits that really went far, didn't they? That's right, that's right. Um, a lot of Bees fans as well. They keep coming back to us when we come back to the Brentford thing, the Danny Boxall song that we sang. We talked about this quite a lot, but it was Danny such Boxall. a brilliant song, Boxall. Danny Boxall, he's the best fullback in history from some town in Ireland. He got Brentford out to Division Three. Oh, very days. very very good song very that good. was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still think Hard to Beat, Hard for is such a banger. Yes, mm. uh, yeah. such a tune. It's good. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, good. Yeah. So, but anyway, listen, we're coming to the end of the show, but we can't say it because we, we co- we've got a game on Tuesday night, which is tomorrow night, Sheffield Wednesday. Like I said to you, I'll be up there in Sheffield, which is going to be all good. Really, really looking forward to that. And like I said to you, looking at the, the stats and looking at the games and the way that we've played, I actually reckon we're going to get a result out there. Um, I've got to keep my fingers crossed, but we're also just going to have a little peep forward at the weekend as well, just quickly because we've got QPR. Saturday, Ooh, and, it's a big uh, one. It's a bit of a new one as well. West London derby. Um, I hadn't realised till I looked at it when the guys pointed out to me today that keep your eye on great form and not great form at all. They've lost their last six matches, and obviously we haven't done too bad. So we're 
I think pretty much top of the current. Form. We're top. We're top of the um, the form chart. The form charts and QPR are stone dead last, which makes me Woo! very happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which means keep keep your win then, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep your win. Yeah. So so that's a good one to look forward to. I know a lot of Beast fans are getting ready for that. There's going to be a bit of an early start for that one as well, which is which is all going to be very very good. So just got to mention QPR. If you listen to the Pride of West dot London podcast, we'll be live. I think on Friday this week. It was obviously game on Wednesday. We got well, Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday. Chill yeah. out. So uh, we record on Thursday and we on Friday, Pride of West London, and we might even have a, one of your QPR boys from Love Sport on there. We might you get Gareth know. or we might get whoever it might get, be. On there. Get, get Gaz, he's yeah, a good Gaz, lad. He's, he's a, good, he's, good, he's good a really top yeah, lad. Gaz even is going to be a good lad. Even though he was, at, he was <laughs> at the th- called Gaz. He was at the Thugby last week, and I had to sort of give him a ticket off about. Hey, thugby. I have a guy having more time, you know. But what can you do? Yeah. Uh, you can only change people so far. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Robin, and thank you, Dan, the man as well. Nottingham Forest have won the Brian Clough Trophy. They've beaten Derby County. <laughs> by a goal to nil this evening. Come on, you Forest. Yeah. Uh, not a fan of Derby, really. Not. My best mates are Forest fans, so you know you've got to fight yeah, that Derby. Uh, thank <laughs> you to Paddy for pushing the buttons. I'm back Thursday night from seven. Have a great week. Come on, The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.